The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to A Gut Feeling. I'm your host, Jacqueline Renee, holistic health coach with a very extreme passion for gut health. I've made it my mission to help you get to the bottom, pun definitely intended, of all your digestive distress. My intention is to be completely transparent about what it truly takes to get your gut back on track. Hi guys, welcome back to Erica's Healing Journey, part two. Last week, I had introduced you to my dear friend, colleague, and client, Erica Bell, who's a local Pilates teacher, amazing, amazing woman, who also had struggled with autoimmune and definite gut issues, IBS, and had been bounced around from doctor to doctor, didn't really know um, what was going on. And then we found each other somehow through the grace of social media. And she was able to do a food sensitivity test through me and work through some of her autoimmune and IBS conditions to better her health and to get her feeling good again. So welcome back, Erica, for part two of your healing story. Thank you. Happy to be here again. Yeah. And we're still in isolation, so we're still recording from home in our pajamas. <laughs> yep. That's, these are the perks of yeah. quarantine. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So thank you so much for coming back. And I just want to pick up right where we left off because I know people were probably, they might listen to these in succession. So where we were last week was we were discussing how you re you were kind of resisting your what you had got on your test. So you had gotten gluten and eggs on your food sensitivity test and you took them out for a period of time, but then you were kind of exploring, bringing them back in and seeing what happened. So we're at the part of the story where you explored them a little bit and you brought them back in and now you are experiencing problems. Yes. Yep, definitely. And I think one thing that I did not mention in part one was that in addition to um, the autoimmune that I have and the IBS, I was starting to experience some joint inflammation. Um, So I, you know, frequently am moving and working out. And at the end of my time teaching at a studio, Townsend Street Pilates, which is now um, equilibrium second location. I taught a lot of group classes and I taught TRX, I taught bar and I taught mat and I taught like three or four days a week groups. So I was doing a lot of 
hip flexion and just, you know, a lot of working out. And at the end of that time there, I had developed really bad pain in my right hip and had to go and get an arthrogram and got diagnosed. And basically I had um, arthritis already, like bone spurs starting in there just because of some congenital things like my, I have hip dysplasia on that hip. So I was more prone um, Mm -hmm. to having problems there, but the inflammation was really bad. Um, very painful. And I actually had to take like six months off of doing anything. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, the surgeon was awesome. And he said, you know, I, your case does not warrant surgery. If I were you, I would modify my exercise routines, and maybe rest and then see how you're doing. Mm-hmm. So I, at that time, did not think that my diet had anything to do with that problem. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, but actually, now that I have some perspective, Um, I can definitely tell you that it does because I had not known, you know, I met Jacqueline, that was what, a year ago. Um, And so in the year that I have changed my diet and removed those inflammatory foods, the, my hip has basically become asymptomatic. Um, That's also, and I don't want to say that's just due to the diet because I've also heavily modified, you know, I do all low impact. I used to be a runner, so I don't run anymore. Um, if I do hit circuits, I'm not jumping around. So I try to minimize the wear and tear on the joint. So I have made, you know, um, modifications to my fitness regime that have helped, but I saw a major improvement even with those changes after removing the inflammatory foods. I was also experiencing SI joint inflammation um, and pain pretty regularly. And that is basically no longer an issue as well. Wow, that's interesting. So you had joint pain, you had inflammation, you had the SI joint issue, you were experiencing IBS, you had the autoimmune stuff going on, psoriasis. Were there any other symptoms you had? Uh, nope, that pretty much tops off the laundry list of things. <laughs> you know, it can be so frustrating, but it's oftentimes, you know, um, I think it's really important for people to know that the gut is the root cause of a lot of disease. And if you are experiencing gut issues or gut, you know, distress, that a lot of those issues come from that gut being in the distress. So once you work to heal the gut, a lot of them resolved, right? Yeah. I mean, what's so interesting, and it, it, I will tell everyone that it surprised even me because I am somewhat of a skeptic. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, I'm going to take these foods out. Like maybe it's going to help, you know, my um, IBS symptoms. But I really didn't foresee how it was going to help with the joint pain that I was experiencing and how much it's really helped the psoriasis. So um, now that I've been following religiously, um, the psoriasis on my scalp, it was only on my scalp and I have two small patches on my elbows. So again, I'm very grateful that it's not worse, Um, but the scalp would get pretty bad and it is completely gone on my scalp. It no longer exists. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. How long were you experiencing that on your scalp? How long did that last? Oh, that was since I was about um, six or oh, so. And how and off. did it take to go away after you started gluten and egg-free? Um, probably like to fully go away. It, it was like a good like six months mm-hmm. um, or longer. It, honestly, it's been improving the more strict I am. Mm-hmm. 
strict as meaning like, oh, I'm not going to like just have a little bit here and there. You're going to yes. like be completely gluten and, and egg free. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because I will tell people I have, um, you know, done what Jacqueline said, like, oh, I'll just have a bite of this roll. And it just doesn't work for me is what I realized. It's the, it, it, it then my hip will hurt. It sounds silly, but um, to be fully asymptomatic, I have to just not eat the things. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I, I do think that it can be tough, you know, if it's in front of you or it's at a party to not say no, but when, when someone is sensitive to something, an inflammatory food, let's say gluten, because everybody knows that's listening. I'm gluten-free because of these things too. I get joint pain, dry skin, itchy scalp, um, brain fog, all the things from gluten um, that they don't realize that it really takes about seven days for that inflammatory response to get out of your body. If you're doing all the things to get it out, right? So Mm -hmm. if you ate it on a Monday and said, oh, well, no big deal. I'm going to eat it on a Monday. You experience those symptoms, the inflammations your body and then maybe you had it again on Saturday and you're thinking, well, I'm not really eating it that much, but you are constantly staying, not you personally, but everybody is staying in a constant state of chronic inflammation. If that food keeps igniting you, if you're not waiting longer than seven days to get it out, does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. And I, I definitely think it's true. I thought that it, you know, wasn't, um, and it definitely is. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely is. And I will say, even if you are, you know, thinking, oh, this like a little bit here and there, it, it definitely adds up. And perhaps, you know, if you do get these results, you, you'll just need to have your own journey and experience with it like I did. Mm-hmm. And so now I know that there is no, I mean, it's really just a no for me. So now I just... I just don't eat it. I mean, it took a couple times of saying, oh, I'll have a couple bites of this or there's a beautiful cake. I mean, I love cake and frosting. <laughs> and, you know, there were some times where there that was there and I thought, oh, a couple bites won't do anything. But it does, in fact, do something. And maybe that's not the case for everyone. But for me, that has been my journey and experience. Yeah. Absolutely. And it is, it's different for everybody. I I have some clients who take the tests and they do the six weeks elimination and then they bring something back in and they don't have a problem with it. Maybe their gut heals faster, but I was, I'm very, I want to come back to the point that it did take six months for your psoriasis to clear up because people will do something for like three, four five weeks and say nothing is changing, but you've had psoriasis, you said since you were six, right? Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> how can anything clear up in a couple of weeks if you had it for, I don't even know, 20 some years, you know what I mean? Right. Before you started working. So anyone who's listening, if when you get discouraged of something that's not working, the gut is a very complicated system, very complex. And for anybody, it can take a couple of weeks to a couple of years to heal. And often sometimes we have take two steps back. You know, I always talk about sometimes you take two steps back with your healing journey. Sometimes it's a couple months where it's bad. Sometimes we get a new parasite or we get triggered by something like they can happen. But the important thing is that you find the foundation of what works for you and you use that foundation to heal the gut and carry you through. So everyone's healing journey will look different, not as the same as yours, Erica. But I think that um, if you know you're on the journey and you have someone to work with that's willing to bring you through it, then you know if you stay consistent, you could get there. 
Definitely. I agree with that. And I do want to bring up something before I forget to add it is that I just did the 23 and me. No, um, yeah, did I. yeah. Awesome. Are we related? And, um, Let's find out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, it actually said on there that I had a very high likelihood of being having celiac. Mm, so it's whatever, you know, is in my DNA showed up on that test as well, that I would have a sensitivity to gluten. Yeah. So, um, I, I don't have celiac disease. I mean, I've never been tested, but I'm pretty sure I don't actually have that. I don't get like a life threatening reaction, but as we know now with modern, um, and holistic medicine, there is a scale, you know, you don't necessarily have to have celiac disease, but that doesn't mean that you don't have a sensitivity Absolutely. And sensitivity can be very bad. You know, sometimes people scoff at, you know, oh, if you go out to a restaurant, you have to order gluten-free. Well, they want to know, are you gluten sensitive or do you have celiac? Well, I mean, it's really one in the same. If you're having a reaction, it doesn't matter if you're reacting on a scale of one to 10 at a four or a 10. If it's affecting you, it's affecting you. You know what I mean? So I do think it's important to just know that what, what you are willing to let happen to your body in order in, or by being exposed to it, excuse me. So yeah. Um, so this whole thing, I'm sure, led you to get very in tune with your body, follow your gut feeling, so to speak, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, so do you feel really in tune with your body now? Do, do you feel a difference? Yes, definitely. Um, I think, you know, what I thought, I thought that I had pretty good body awareness um, at the beginning of the journey, just from my, you know, Pilates training and all of that. But I would say that the understanding of my body and how I feel internally um, runs even deeper now after going through this healing process and noting how I responded to different things and noting the time frame and just all of that stuff um, has made a difference. And so I definitely feel like I have a heightened sense of awareness um, for my whole body. Yeah, that is so great to hear. You know, I think the more you can get in tune with your body, the more you can understand what's affecting it, even without testing, you know? I mean, it's possible that when we started working together, we could have said, I could have said, hey, well, we could test some things out and we can see how you're feeling. And, you know, we, we we probably would be able to figure it out eventually by testing things out. But I do think the test is just such a great, easy way to know right off the bat so that you're not guessing and that you're getting to the journey you need to get to, you know? I agree because before I came to you and decided to do the test, um, what I basically was seeing online was, okay, try, I had bought an autoimmune paleo cookbook and their recommendations, they listed out all of the foods that people with autoimmunity have sensitivity to. And they're like, try first eliminating all of these yeah, foods. It's, and okay, then... It's crazy. It's eggs, nuts, seeds, yeah. legumes, grains, soy, corn. Yeah. And then gluten. It's like every food. <laughs> yeah, sugar. It's a lot. So you're basically eating meat, fish, vegetables, fruits, coconut, and... Yeah. Very, and that and that is about it. Even taking out nuts, I think, is really hard. Which, yeah. here's the thing. I have put some of my clients on the AIP protocol for people who are struggling with serious autoimmune, things like MS, rheumatoid arthritis, and I have seen them transform 
literally in 30 days to a completely new person where they're not experiencing wow. the symptoms that they had before. And so it serves its purpose. But when you do it without a health professional, wow, it's very overwhelming because you're just thinking like, how, how am I even, how can I even <laughs> eat only these things, you know, can be exhausting. Yes, that was exactly what I thought was, I, I just thought to myself, this is just like too much. So I really didn't know what, so I started to loosely follow that protocol, but then it felt too restrictive. I didn't really know what I was doing. And so that's why when um, I heard about the test, I thought, you know what, this seems like to make a lot more sense because then you can, you just know, I mean, science is science, right? So we can see exactly what I should not be eating. So it makes it a lot easier to, um, find and create a protocol for yourself when you have concrete facts. Yes, absolutely. The facts, the facts don't lie. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what do you think now that you're here on the other side of it and you're feeling much better, what do you think was the biggest learning lesson through it all? Um, I, I think that honestly, one of the biggest things is having patience, truly. Mm -hmm. Um you know, you have to be patient with yourself in adhering to these new restrictions because it is hard. I mean, food is a source of joy for many of us. Um, even if you're not a person that, you know, overeats or anything like that. I mean, food is, it's fun. It's your way of releasing stress or it's something to look forward to. And so I think when you first get that information that you can enjoy, you know, a baguette or you can enjoy the cake that everyone else is eating. Um, it, it can feel a little bit like it's just sad. I mean, to be quite frank with you, it's just something you don't really want to think about having to do. So you have to be patient in two ways. One, you have to be patient with yourself to kind of accept um, your test results. If they are something that is, you know, kind of a major player in your life. And then I think secondly, you have to be patient with your body's healing process. Because as Jacqueline mentioned, um, it's not something that you're going to see results from in two weeks. You have to really stay the course. And, you know, maybe like she said, you take a couple steps back on your healing journey, but then you just keep moving forward. And then once you get in tune with your body and you feel or see the difference when you eat that food or whatever it is, then it's easier for you to commit to yourself about not eating those things and sort of staying the course. Mm -hmm. So it's, it requires a lot of patience and dedication and, and acceptance, really. Yeah. Um, I think the other thing that I didn't mention is the psychological component of accepting the fact that you, I mean, I've lived with my autoimmune disease forever, but at that point in my life, when I got those results, I didn't feel like it was even, I didn't really identify with it. Um, very much. And so when I got these results, it was like, oh, you have a disease. You can't eat these things. That was kind of the dialogue going on in my head. And it, it just sort of forced me to recognize the fact that, yes, I do have these things. This is okay. And this is how I'm going to help myself. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And I think that can be very motivating for people listening too, because I think our diagnosis can get the best of us sometimes where we say, you know, it's not like you would introduce yourself and say, hi, I'm Erica Bell. I have autoimmune. It doesn't define you. It doesn't define who you are, but it can be very psychological for you or can, you know, bring you down. But I like to really help people understand that these results are a very positive thing, that this is our way of putting you in control of your health. And it's very empowering to change these things so that you are able to feel better. And I do like to focus on what we put in too, you know, like what are the things besides what we're taking out, what can we put in that will spark some joy as well along the process? Um, like a gluten-free, dairy-free, sugar-free cake, you know, <laughs> yeah. that will spark some joy or, or whatever it is too. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just so happy that you said acceptance because I do think a part, a huge part of it is, you know, accepting, accepting that this is where you're at, but not accepting that that is the final thing for you. Right. Yes. That Mm -hmm. it's not going to be you forever or, or define you forever because there can be change if you're willing to do what you said, stay consistent and work through your healing journey. Definitely. I think that's acceptance is, is huge. It's just such a big part of the process. And, you know, just be kind to yourselves when you get these results, you know, and don't, don't beat yourself up for being mad or sad about it. Just let yourself feel all the things and then you can move forward more gracefully. Yeah, a little temper tantrum. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like it's, you know, it's normal to be frustrated or, you know, any of that. I think that was what took me by surprise. I thought, okay, I'm getting this test result. It's going to be fine. And I really reacted more strongly than I thought. And I realized that my unwillingness to let go of those things was linked to kind of this an unwillingness to want to believe that these things defined me, as Mm -hmm. Jacqueline said. Mm -hmm. So um, just just be kind to yourselves. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, and, and I love what you said about it, not defining you getting to that moment is very important. Um, and I know, and I know the path can be very, you know, arduous healing is not linear linear. And I think it takes a lot of up and downs and back and forth with it, but how can you share some motivating tips for people on how you stayed, stayed motivated through it? Yeah, um, definitely. I think what motivated me was um, staying the course even for that short amount of time and noticing how I did feel better. Um, that that little glimmer of, you know, hope, I think, can keep you moving forward. Um, definitely. So it's it's more thinking about the, the end game. I think that's, and that's really something that applies to everything. I think in life, we get so caught up in the immediate gratification of, of things, especially due to the way our society runs today on social media and emails. We're constantly getting these hits of dopamine and it can transfer over into our lives and habits in general, where we really expect something immediately. Mm-hmm. And, um, that is just not the case, you know, pretty much everything worth doing is going to take a lot of time, a lot of effort, and you have to think about where, where are you heading for anything with your healing journey, with your, with your business, with your hobbies, I mean, anything like that, that requires that little bit of extra effort. And so just kind of picturing 
myself being maybe free of psoriasis or, you know, not having to feel so worried about my stomach all the time, or why am I so bloated? Picturing myself in those situations, like helped me stay the course. Mm-hmm. Really. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think what, like, I love what you're saying to elaborate on it too. I think for clients, it's about finding their why. So once you are very clear with what your why is for you, Erica, I'm sure your why was to not have to be, have psoriasis and be itchy or have diarrhea. That's a huge why for many people um, to feel functionable and comfortable in your own body and your, in your workout clothes without feeling bloated and so on and so forth. And once you really find your why, you're able to say, okay, well, it doesn't really matter if I do or don't have this or whatever, if I'm feeling good and I feel comfortable in my own skin, then I'm able to move forward and stay motivated. Definitely agree 100%. So again, I just want to thank you so much for being on my podcast, Timed Two in Isolation, which is so <laughs> great. Um, is there any last, anything that you, any last tips or thoughts or anything that you want to give anybody listening that's going through a healing journey besides what you said? Um, I would just say, I mean, we already talked about being patient, but just if you're thinking about doing something or taking charge of your health, don't wait, just, mm-hmm. just start now. I think starting anywhere, it can be really overwhelming to figure out where to start or how to start. Just, you know, pick one thing and, and try doing that. If yeah. that's getting the test, then that's great. Or if that's making yourself go to bed earlier or just, just anything, just doing about Pilates, (laughs) (laughs) right. Getting some healthy movement for yourself. Um, yeah, just don't be afraid to start and, um, just be, be patient with yourselves and kind. Well, I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for being on the podcast and for, you know, empowering yourself and sticking with your healing journey to get to where you needed to be. I'm very proud of you for that. I'm very grateful. Thank you. And I'm very grateful for you and so (laughs) grateful for your support and all of your guidance and expertise. Thanks so much, Erica. Well, to everyone listening out there, I want you guys to stay positive through everything. I know it can be very isolating and can be very stressful and overwhelming, but this virus does not define us. Your healing journey and your diagnosis does not define you however it looks. If you need support or you're looking for more tips and tools, you can check me out on Instagram at Jacqueline Renee Wellness. You can check Erica out on Instagram at Erica Bell Pilates um, or go to her website as well, EricaBellPilates.com. You can slide into our DMs anytime. We love responding to those DMs. (laughs) Um, If you are interested in taking the test so that you can see um, some changes as well, you're going to head to my website, JacquelineWellness.com, head to my nutrition services and check out the Good Gut Package. It's got all the information there on the food sensitivity test and the um, everything that you need from there. Until then, everybody, happy healing, be good to yourself, and um, yeah, just do good. <laughs> Thanks, Erica. Thank you. I'm Laura Worcester, host of the Intuitive Life Podcast. As an intuitive medium and teacher working with the world of spirit, I love to share the peace that comes with the awareness that our departed loved ones are still with us. And I also love to help people explore what it means to live an intuitively led life. 
Start listening now on mindbodyspirit.fm or wherever you get your podcasts.